So welcome to another episode of Coffee and Careers, Sips of Knowledge. My name is Joe Hayes, Associate Director at the Academic and Career Development Center at UNO. Today I'm joined uh, by, my, uh, by our special guest, Anthony Carlson, Lead Application Developer at Farm Credit Service of America. Welcome, Anthony. Hey, thank you, Joe. I uh, appreciate uh, asking me to be a guest today. So today's topic, uh, we're going to be focusing on technology, how to thrive in um, uh, the tech space, um, goals and strategies for success, maybe dispelling some myths, uh, things of that. But first, as we get started, uh, to be true to uh, the segment's name, we're going to have to showcase that we are, in fact, drinking coffee. And Anthony, what do you got with us today? All right. Um... I just got some uh, decaf in my UNO cup. Uh, I'm not a caffeine drinker, but I do do like the the taste of just uh, regular coffee. Excellent. Well, thanks for sharing there. And, and likewise, myself, um, it is the afternoon, so um, I'm not going decaf, but I am drinking out of my, my Alcaraz Resort and Spa mug. So I think it's kind of fitting right now how many of us are, are working at home, kind of feeling in that isolation right now. And I was looking at this this morning, and uh, I was like, how, how fitting um, to, to be drinking out of something and talking coffee and careers with you today here, Anthony. So, Anthony, thanks for being here again. Um, kick us off with um, telling us a, a little bit about maybe Farm Credit and what it is that you do there. All right. Uh, Farm Credit Services of America is a financial lender to rule America. That means we serve um, Nebraska, Iowa, South Dakota, Wyoming, and we also have a strategic alliance with Kansas. Um, if you want to look at it from a different perspective, anything that can that can help serve uh, rural America and agriculture from from seeds, land, uh, operating, uh, farm credit uh, is there to provide financial services. So, so with when I think when many people think of hear the words farm and agricultural and, and, and things like that, they may not initially think of technology. Is that right? And, and, and if so, like, what, 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 if, what do you do on the, on the tech space then? All right, so uh, from, the, from the technical space, um, I, would, I would say uh, what's happening at Farm Credit and also what's happening in, uh, I would say the Midwest, when you start not just, not just our area, is um, if you can figure out how to make something from a technical perspective work in rural America, you can make it work anywhere. And what's happening is uh, over the last probably five years, there's been abundance of of uh, of companies, startups who are who have been trying to so instead of trying to stay in the big city and hit the consumer space, they're trying to figure out how how can you make make uh, make a product work uh, and this is everything from drones to uh, uh, to uh, uh, my favorite is is uh, is out of Lincoln doing the uh, Fitbit for cattle how, how do you how can you how can you monitor an animal's health and be able to do something and help and know that you may not have a good data connection Right? How do you solve those problems? That's 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 what's happening in the ag space right now. Um, you also hear a lot about autonomous 
people trying to, you know, have their own machines because uh, it is so hard to find labor out in rural America too. Uh, when you start getting into so you know some of these uh, 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 lands or operations, you just need people. But there's a big, big, big uh, push on uh, on uh, autonomous. So, in your role as lead application developer, walk me through what exactly does that mean? All right. So uh, as, a, as a lead application developer um, at Farm Credit Service America, uh, that means for the team I'm on and the product I'm on, uh, I help do everything from, from make sure that are we solving the business problem for the product we're trying to develop. Uh, the, the first thing I always ask myself, is it something that you should build? That you know you you use our computer science skills and and try to code and and do it yourself, or is it something you buy and integrate with, because of things like cost of ownership, right? It's a trade off about what you what you do. Um, so that's 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 one of my first parts. My second part is is how can I be a good leader to get other people on our team on the same page for decisions we, we want to make from a technical perspective. Uh, how do I work across the, the floor or with other team members and different roles to make sure that they understand what we're doing. Uh, so somewhere between communication collaboration, that that's a, that's a huge part. Um, and then, and then if I'm lucky enough, like, uh, like, like you want to see everyone else, I get to grab the keyboard and open up my favorite code editor and I get to write, write code. Hopefully that's where I get to be most of the day. But uh, a lot of times it's trying to make sure we're, we're following the right, right steps and trying to make sure uh, my team, which has been anywhere from four or five people to 12, trying to make sure everyone's on the same page. So the, the, it sounds like there's there's coding, there's communication, there's so much going on in kind of the the day to day life of uh, of Anthony Carlson at, at Farm Credit. What was what was that moment like for you um, when you decided that you know kind of the technology space is what you wanted to do? We have you know a lot of students when they come into a university, they they are often thinking about what field do I want to get into, what do I want to study? What was that path for you? Um, so, um, uh, so when I first went to college, um, I wanted to be a PE teacher. I wanted to, I, I was actually wanted to be in secondary education and I wanted to play kickball and, and all of these things. But, um, uh, uh, the turning light was, um, um, I wasn't very good at those classes. <laughs> I wasn't very good at biology class and I wasn't very good at, at uh, uh, human growth and development and other things. But what I was good at was I was good at math. I, I was good at, um, as I always tell people, uh, some, some, some time along in your, your high school career or college, you had to do a, a class where you had to do F of X equals something. G of X equals something. Right, you had you had to use stuff to do X, and they called it a function. Well, um, I was given a computer, and I had a I had a, a basic programming book, and I just started reading through it, and I went, "This is this is the same math I did. You take a function and you make it do something." And 
because I was lucky enough to, uh, I had a, uh, my own, my own like uh, two ton computer back in 1990 something. Uh, I just, I just got into it. And that's when I decided to change my major and start taking uh, what, at that time, what were considered uh, computer science classes. So you're, you're, you're going off of your strengths. You're realizing, you know, some of these courses maybe um, not as engaged. I kind of struggle with, but these other things are, you know, up my alley, up my interest. Um, and um, maybe that's a journey I kind of want to go down. So um, kind of fast. Yeah, then I, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, no. Uh, what I was just thinking of, uh, um, uh, this is what I've seen the rise at UNO about the, uh, I can put my name on it right now, but. Uh, right. So there, there's so many different programs out there that can lead, yeah. you, you know, one of many different degree paths here and say we're, we're focused uh, on the technology aspect of it. So how important is technology in your line of work? Um, I would say, um, well, it's, ex it's extremely important uh, because any, uh, if you go back to somewhere in the late 1990s, where people started, they started going, uh, a business, you know, you needed a, uh, uh, a website, right? You needed, you needed th these type of things. And what happened was they used to talk, well, um, we need, we need a technology is kind of the overhead. So you had these people like myself that could program or set up servers or, or, or this. So, you know, we had to have good technical skills. Um, today, if I was thinking about everything going on for the next 10 years, I would say that technology is slowly bleeding in that every degree is going to be considered a technical degree, that it's going to be some, some, are you going to be a creator or a, a true user? But when you use it, you're actually going to know how to integrate with other software uh, take like a, uh, I'm thinking like a, a journalist, um, that there's so much information out there that I'm going to have to learn some type of SQL skill, big data skill to be able to go out and search that data and understand what it means to go get the data I want. And it's not just about writing a, a journal anymore. It's about actually understanding the, the data behind the scenes. Uh, internet protocols, uh, how to formulate good reports, and and then how how can I use that to make some other type of data science uh, prediction? I mean, and and I'm talking that this could be a marketing person, not a computer science. Yeah, I mean, what you're saying is, is so accurate. How technology then bleeds into um, really every aspect of the workforce. So you know, whether you are a computer science major. Um, or a theater major, you're going to be a user at minimum of technology um, to to meet business needs, et cetera, is kind of what I'm hearing from you, Anthony, here. So what are some of those greatest challenges in the technology space? Um, and like, how do you know what you're doing is successful? Um, so I would say right now, uh, the, the greatest technology challenge is, is how fast can you get if you're uh, trying to create a new product, how fast can you get it to market? And then 
uh, how fast can you adapt to the changes? And and what what I what I mean is, uh, if you're going to get into a a technical where you want to uh, create the new next new product, um, well, it's it's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of time. So how fast can you get a product out there that that people will use, and then keep adding on to it? And you know, I, I think of all sorts of things like uh, Gmail. Uh, when Gmail first came out, it was invite only, and they couldn't even guarantee that your email would come. But I didn't know that. yeah, and then after that, after you kept inviting people to use it, they kept putting more features on it. All right. Well, that's hard. That's easy to do when you have uh, people who are in venture capitalists, investors who are investing money. You can take that approach. So, so how how does a UNO student go out and do that? And and that's kind of it's kind of a, a business challenge, but it's also a technical about um, you know how 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 fast can you integrate existing technology to solve something? How fast can you create something? to, you know, to, you know, would, would it make sense to, from a technology standpoint, to get really good at one thing? I don't know that. Uh, it's almost like if I was going to say the skill is how much breadth of things can, do I know? And, and then when that time, when I need to react, get in the, the depth of it. So, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's almost like someone probably said these same things like 20 years ago uh, about what it means. But being being technical, yeah, it, it's it's having that good idea. But uh, I always hear that you know, uh, you know, fast beats slow. Not not you know not uh, big eats small. Right. So think think back to um, maybe when you were 18 and you were uh, you know first entering kind of. Um, the, the technology space with your major first, um, how, how has it changed your mindset back then to where you are now, um, working in the space for, um, for some time? What, what, has, what has changed and um, what's, um, what's different from before what you thought to the actual? Hmm. Um, so uh, what I couldn't do um, you know, say 20 years ago, I couldn't pull out my device and get information in context right then, right now when I want it. Uh. I had to go to the school library or, or the campus library and log on to some terminal and try to figure out how to get through there. Or I had to open up my, uh, my Netscape browser on my 56K dial-up modem and sit there and wait to see if I can see some image or, or context. Um, I, I can still hear the dial up that's piercing to my ears when I think back to it. Yeah. And, 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 and so what, what now, uh, between somewhere between trying to find all that data, uh, on my phone, I can get whatever, I can get whatever service there is online right now. And, and so what that means is, uh, do, I, uh, do I know what I'm looking for? Uh, do I know uh, how to search, right? I, that, 
how, how, to, how to search meant opening up a book and trying to look at the uh, appendix and trying to figure out what was that keyword so I can go to that page. Now search means I get a million hits and I have to open up these sites. Uh, and the reason I say that is, so from a, from a technical perspective, um, uh, I don't know if I'm any better about, about trying to get that information such as how to, how to do queries, how to, how to actually uh, read and get and get to what I want. The, the, the problem is I have so much of it now. Uh, how can I get narrow focus? So from a technical perspective, it's the same thing. How can I get narrow focus to be good at programming, to be good at servers, to be good at technical support, uh, requirements, analyzing, testing, uh, any other of these functions, security, cybersecurity is a huge now. Like I, 20, when I first started 18, I'd have no idea that all those things were a thing. You were just a computer science major. Now, now there's these inter interdisciplines, very a lot of depth, and and now it's like, how how do I get there from a from a technical perspective to say that I'm technical? So, so you're saying the field has changed a little bit in uh, 15, 20 years? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, uh, there's probably some type of uh, emotional technical. Uh, counselor out there now just to help people with all that's coming at me uh, you know is it really software uh, that makes me technical is it the is it the ability to develop to write code right based on some of our computer science is that what makes you technical or is it ability to understand how all these things integrate that makes you technical where before I think maybe that's another way to say it back back in the 90s what made you technical was the ability to program the uh, a lot of it was because you know no one you know people had websites uh, you know that you can buy for a dollar ninety nine now or get for free uh, you know you had to pay a couple thousand dollars to get a domain and a website and a server and all these things and if you didn't know how to set it up you're wasting money so true. So Anthony, you, you um, are such a good friend of the university. You're on campus uh, quite a bit recruiting um, for, um, for be it internship uh, opportunities or full-time positions as well. Uh, when you're talking to students about potential opportunities at your company, what are, what are some things that students should know that would help them stand out? Mm. Uh, no, I mean that that's a that's a great question uh, about how does someone's how does someone stand out so you can get a a interview a position right there so the first thing that I personally look for is someone that has that has passion and and what I mean is do you have passion if if you're a if you're a developer, um, you know, do you have do you have do you have passion about um, making your making the code that you work make someone's life better? You know, I I I, I go to that a lot in terms of uh, when I ask somebody somebody it says, okay, uh, why do you want to be a developer? 
and and hopefully the first things I, I want to make a lot of money, right? Or uh, a lot of a lot of it's uh, you know I you know I, it's almost like the the day when I have my first book. I see the power that if I can create something, could could I make someone's life better? Uh, so that, that's, that's kind of the high level personal thing that I like to look for is people who are going, Hey, uh, I'm volunteering my time, uh, for this nonprofit because I want to, I want to help this cause. Um, so, so are they kind of like inward focus, focused on themselves, their own development, or maybe kind of yeah. focused how they can help a company, a mission, a cause, a project, something like that. Yeah, and the reason I like to look at that is when you look at recruiting on the campus, um, mostly everybody has taken the same type of courses, right? And we need those courses because they help develop our skills. So I take my programming one, my programming two, uh, operating systems, whatever that means in the computer science space. But am, am I, am I, Hopefully I'm not just doing the coursework and that's where it is. Hopefully I'm doing the coursework and maybe, maybe I'm running my, uh, I'm making a website cause I really love my pet and I want my pet to, to have all sorts of video and I want to be able to tweet to it and I want it to chat bot with me and, and all these things. Uh, because I have something now I can show and build, right? There's, there's an output just like, just like art. There's an output. Uh, so those are some of the things. So, so when I look at your resume, I look at kind of the bottom where we're kind of, we kind of put like those activities and I start asking, what did you do? And I, I, it's awesome that you volunteer, but did you do anything to, uh, uh, help out your local nonprofit? Uh, um, um, I think there was a story one time when I met a computer science major and he was just talking about his courses and I, all right, you know, and then out of nowhere, he started telling me about, oh yeah, in my spare time, uh, I like to help help the robotics team, and we're like programming these these uh, these uh, robots to go up a mountain, and we're doing it because we're trying to see if we can we can help uh, someone when when there's a vehicle can't get there, and I'm like, that's nowhere on your resume. What? How, how, why isn't that? He said, well, I I didn't think my my passion's very important. I, I love those stories. Um, building a robot to, was it find people stranded on mountains? It, yeah, just to be able to climb mountains and try to figure out how can you get in spaces, uh, you know, because it was robots or drones, so they picked robots just because that was something. But that's, but nowhere on their resume, all it was was I took CS whatever, CS this, 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 this. And, you know, so when I was asking questions, I had to dig for that where, where maybe that should have been most of his resume. Yeah. So, so, so words to, to our viewers and listeners, um, you know, showcase those unique selling points that you have. So outside of just the courses, which are terrific, I'm hearing from Anthony here that looking for what are you doing um, to go above and beyond is what I'm hearing here. So, so Anthony, then you're talking to somebody, you're like, this person is worthy of an interview. I want to get to know the individual just a bit more. Um, do, how, how do interviews work on the, in the technology space? Are they different, um, similar to, to other interviews? Like talk to me about the interview process. So uh, what, I've, what, what I've been part of, of the interview for intern positions, 
you know, mostly. And uh, a lot of them, a lot of them deal with uh, try to tell the, tr trying to find the story of, of, of how do you work with other people? Uh, and, and so this is where, where I would talk, I would say that we're kind of, we're almost looking for that, that those type of leadership attributes. Uh, how well, how well can you make the people around you better? You know, such as, uh, uh, the story about, uh, um, uh, my, 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 my project team was lost and we didn't know what to do. So. Um, I helped lay out a plan. I got them together. We found out it was it was our meeting times that was, you know, that story about how how they worked. Because when you work at a company such as Farm Credit or another one in Omaha, you're working with other people. So we're always seeing about, you know, how well can you put the needs of others first? How well can you you work and be able to have that 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 probably that strongest characteristic is how well can you listen to somebody? So that's, that's kind of the intern, as I would say that we're, we're looking for. When you start looking at those, those graduates who are coming out, who are there, um, a lot, a lot of places like farm credit is that you start getting some very developer centric questions, or you may even get a, a code sample. Like uh, I'll say Joe and show me, Show me how you can pull all your favorite tweets off Twitter. And, and we'll ask you to come in and kind of explain your code. How do you work for? But even when we're looking at that technical, what we're also looking for is, well, how did you solve the problem? Right? Did you just, yeah. did you just get your keyboard or did you go, or did you go, hey, uh, um, am I allowed to do this in any, any of the language I prefer? Uh, am I allowed to go out and find someone who's already done this and modify theirs, right? There's a thinking process to it. That's kind of the next section when you start going from intern to probably full-time is I'm seeing more and more, we want to see hands-on how, how well you can code and what's that thought process to get a problem solved. Got it. So it's kind of to summarize that. So kind of maybe for the the intern level, it's um, it's less of the technical, it's more the the communication type um, uh, skills you're evaluating, but then when it comes to those full-time opportunities, maybe even later in career, they need to know the technical and you're assessing that in various capacities, right? Yes. Excellent. So Anthony, just uh, understanding our time here today, are there any last thoughts that you think would be good for um, a viewer listener to know kind of about maybe getting into the technology space and succeeding? Any final any final thoughts? Hmm. Um, all right. So uh, my first one is the, I think the, the biggest one now when I was talking about breath is your, uh, hu your humility. To be able to go, yeah, I, I don't know everything. Uh, 20 years ago, I think most of the time there was like one book and that one book kind of got you through whatever you're doing. Now, now, now there's like 50 things that go into, go into our integrated life through technology, people, uh, software that you have to understand. And, and that's probably my, my, my biggest, my biggest thing that I've learned is that, no, it's okay to say, I don't know. I, you're telling me a review of technology for dummies would, would not be sufficient nowadays. No. Yeah. It's like, um, but what I, what I, what I do know that what hasn't changed are, 
is uh, from a technical perspective, the people that can really work on their communication, try to get their ideas. Uh, the, the people who, who think uh, customer centric, right? How can, how, what problem or why am I doing this? And then what technology can fit in that space? Cause not one size, not one, one size fits all. Um, those are, those are the things that, that um, I really wish I had a better handle on where I tried to know everything because I wanted to, you know, that's what I thought where, where now I think it's okay to say, I don't know. Let me go find out because the answer is out there. You don't need to know everything. And I think that's a, a great skill set that would most likely a, apply across industry, uh, but something that we completely need to be reminded of. Um, Anthony, I just want to thank you for joining us today on another episode of Coffee and Career Sips of Knowledge. Um, I, I think uh, the, the information that you were able to share has been extremely helpful, and I just want to thank you for being a great partner and um, friend to the show here. Awesome. No, no, I, I appreciate, appreciate you reaching out.